now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey Adam, it's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. Welcome to Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. You know what I'm excited about today, Adam? Diga me. We had a really super sweet and yummy and, I don't know, it was almost like kind of sexy email from one of our listeners. <laughs> We're just going to get right to it? Yeah. Well, because it's so good. Okay. Listener, whose name is... Doesn't matter. No, her, her, we, 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 I mean, we, we, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Okay, Lisa. And she, she lives in North America. That, that's all I can say. In a witness protection program. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joshua and Adam. I've been listening to notes on your notes. I've been cleaning my house, getting ready for the visitors for the weekend. Really enjoy the banter, the topics, and how the content always comes back to the creative process. Life is really embedded in arts. At the end, Adam always asks for suggestions for topics to explore. I love it. I love it. I see, like, you get, like, a little mention. Adam does. I I guess I need to. Okay. All right. Lisa continues. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about the topic of maturation. Specifically, what are indicators of an artist's maturation reflected through their creative process? Hmm. In yourself, the people you both work with, your perspectives on artists in the Hollywood realm, etc., Subtle and not-so-subtle indicators that a person is evolving, moving forward by the who, what, when, why, hows that give it away. An idea. Hope your day is lovely. Really enjoyed the cacao episode. Wow. I love, I love when we get notes from people that enjoyed the cacao episode. And we actually know what episode that is. That's wow. Yep. The episode with Harold from Original Beans came yes. out in February. I'll put in the show notes. Uh, I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as Josh enjoyed it. <laughs> I had to lay down afterwards. Yeah, well, it got exciting. There were so many different cacao products. <laughs> I couldn't sleep afterwards. Josh yeah. had this mud stuff that was like ground up cacao powder or whatever that was. Oh, yeah, that was good. And then Harold had like 40 chocolate bars. He's like, das the chocolate bar. <laughs> that was some bad German impersonation. Oh, my, I'm going to Berlin. I, I need to contact him. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, Harold lives in Berlin. Yeah. And then they have offices in Amsterdam. Just a train oh, right oh, away. I'm I'm getting the I'm going to Amsterdam too. Mm. I'm getting the hookup, man. I'm gonna go for me. You going to Amsterdam? Yeah, I'm Amsterdam Amsterdam first for one week, Berlin for another week, and then finishing out in Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Uh, Lisa, let's get back to you because you're the one who matters here. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of thoughts on this, so I'm gonna dive in. Okay, jump, jump in. So, I think the number one thing is an artist's maturation is that they do what they're doing for their own exploration Mm. and not to please anyone else. And I learned that most strongly from Joshua, but also from Leonard Cohen. Ooh, yeah. There's some excellent biographies about him. And I think he was kind of like one of those people who really got that and... I think towards the end of his life, he wrote a lot about how he did his work out of curiosity 
for what was there. And even to the point where it, even not just whether other people liked it or not, but whether he liked it or not was not so much a verdict as much as a noticing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I really liked writing that song. I like the way that sounds, but I don't like the way this sounds. And I've heard that from like really good late career musicians a lot. Mm-hmm. They'll talk about like, it's not about whether music is good or not. They just notice like, oh, I don't, I didn't like the sound of that voice. I wonder what that is. There's a curiosity to it. But I think in terms of process, that's one of the things that I... Can, can, let me just jump in right there. What you what you just said in such a beautiful and articulate way, which is is ultimately is dropping judgment, dropping judgment of self, dropping judgment of other, and being completely in the process of exploration and finding out what 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 is that? What's operating? I'm not going to call it good or bad. I'm just going to say what is that? Because that 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 I have resistance to that or that doesn't feel good. But it's not a judgment of like good or bad. Yeah, and the natural extension of that is, well, then what if I try it this way? Yeah, because it because it leads to more possibility, and that's the and that's the difference between a process note over a result note, and which is the main thing that we've been t- what, what this podcast is built on. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think an analog of this mm-hmm. is a sense of um, surrender to the work, where the creativity is running the show more than mm. my ego. Mm-hmm. And it's more about um, tapping into that and sort of like showing up consistently for yourself and for your creativity without needing it to be any given way. I mean, the word that often comes up is commitment or I know a word you just like discipline, but there's neither avoidance of the work nor obsessiveness with the work trying to get somewhere you Damn, live somewhere in the good. middle you're good you live in the middle yeah where it's like i show up every day to work on my work as a commitment to myself for my love of my creativity and my process and i'm not writing 600 you know pages a day of my script because i'm trying to get the next script called nor am i avoiding writing this because i'm afraid i'm mm-hmm. not good enough or i don't have any good good ideas i exist in the middle of my discipline and my commitment that's beautiful beautifully said um what else about an artist's maturation in the creative process what else what comes up for you we've talked about this a little bit in in other shows um so a, a writer is actually originating the material. They're actually creating it. So through through the let's say David Mamet. Okay. He's a writer that we is well known, and you can see his progression in, in his work over the years. Like he started off with this um, play. The first one I'm aware of is called Sexual Perversities in Chicago, which is a very like you know, oh you know guy you know like you know bro kind of like thing. Right. And then and then his later work is much more sophisticated and much more nuanced and much more character driven mm. uh, in in a more subtle way as opposed to just gross archetypes. Mm. So that would be that would be a good. So what, I, what I'm hearing, and I just want to clear, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. like you think part of the maturation process is that you become new, more nuanced in your sensitivity to the art form. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So over time, you quote unquote, we would say you become better at your craft, but that's partially you're saying as a result of, as a result of, um, that's partially as a result of the fact that 
you become more nuanced in your ability to draw a character, to draw a scene. If we're t- talking about the realm of writing, like basically you, ju- you just become more complex in your perception of the world and your expression of the world. Depth of entry, your ability to, to go deeper. Uh, I, I, I was watching someone else's work, some author who's in his 30s, I think, or 30s or 40s, and he, he I don't remember who it was, but whoever it was, was writing very deep, deep, deep work for a lady in her like 60s or 70s. And uh, in fact, the, the interviewer who was doing an interview with this with this writer mentioned it like, wow, you really tapped into her sensibility as a 60 or 70 year old woman. How did you do that? Because you're a, you know, a 35, 40 year old guy. Mm. So, you know, so that that to me is like the development of his artistic sensibility is really um, is really going well in the sense of being able to tune into that. Mm. As opposed to, and I'm not putting it down, as opposed to someone who's 18 who writes very beautifully about the 18-year-old experience, mm. but it's still it's still their experience. They're, they're oh, not. so you view it a little bit as like you become sensitive to worlds and and people outside of your limited view, like your your frame of what you can express expands. Range. Your range. Yeah. Because that that is one of the things that we look to, which is which is range of expression, range of emotion, range of movement, range of complexity, range. It's all about range. In one sense, it's and in another sense, it's about depth, depth of entry. Like how deep can you go? Mm-hmm. How deep can you? How deep can you go with an eighteen-year-old experience uh, of having their first love? You know, while still living at home and the torment it's and 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 it is unique to have an 18 year old write about their experience real time because it brings in the nuances of all the things that if someone who was 60 was trying to write about the 18 year old experience wouldn't couldn't capture in today's world so it's not to invalidate either side you know okay um, and then there's the other side, which is the interpretive art. The interpretive art of, of acting is a little different too. Like you look at Brian Cranston, who I think is an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like it's like what's being asked of 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 Brian when he's 25. What's being asked of Brian when he's 55? And how much availability do you have to have to 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 get that wider range? And still bring your own sensibility through it because it's you're not generating the actual material. You're interpreting the material, but your interpretation has to be online. Mm, that's interesting. Um, do you think that there are also like maturation steps in the mechanics of how you what your process is of how you work? Do you think like as you get older and you mature, you, you start to get more clear on how you need to work to do the work you want to do, meaning environment, support, the people you need to be around, um, what, you know, the house cleaning of the rest of your life, you know, like do you simplify aspects of that? I don't know if that's maturation because those things can fluctuate in life, but sometimes I do meet writers and artists who like, they figure out a way to get the rest of their life right 
so that mm-hmm. they can do their creative work. A lot of that I see prob- often like people coming into their 30s and 40s, there's a prioritization that starts to occur mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. around work, their personal life, and where their creative time fits into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of that is them developing their process. Even it's a, it's as simple as like they drive to some crappy office every morning and work for a few hours before they go to work, you know, mm-hmm. if they have the luxury of doing that you know, family and things like that can intrude. But I think, I do think there is some growing up that I've seen occurring in some of my artist friends around the decision to A, prioritize their work and B, figure out what are the conditions that they need to do good work, Mm -hmm. you know, or that work for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very delicate balance for a for a true artist. Um, for a true artist, you really want to find the structure that's going to be supportive of you, and at the same time, you don't want to feel like it's stuck or mechanical or repetitious or um, creative uh, kills the creativity. You know, yeah. so you need to find that balance of what's supportive of you, and that support will alter and shift based on where you are in your life. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think maybe the maturation is just even the consideration for that you should have a process. Yeah. And that, and that certain things inhibit your process and certain things support it. Just even going through that question yeah. is a sign of maturation. Like some people, I think, don't. And then they're like, they'll fall out of a project because life intervenes or it feels too hard. Or, you know, I think particularly you see this in long form work a lot. Like people, I see a lot, like they'll try. I put myself in that category. I think it wasn't until my third or fourth screenplay that I actually finished one. And part of it was like I just needed to mature to the point to figure out how to hang out in the middle and what mm. I needed and mm-hmm. what support was right and what beliefs I needed to get to the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's also the element of being of going stale or stagnant, you know, fallow. Yeah, because because you keep if you keep if you keep the repetition up too much and like this is what I need. This is I must have blah blah blah, and otherwise I cannot create. Yeah, you know, um, that can be supportive. And then it could also be antithetical to, to a, a, a true creative process, and that's where you throw in the the cat in the hat. That's where you throw in the 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 little windstorm. That's where the inspiration comes, or the you know the silent guy who's like drilling down on what he has to work on, and then the girl comes in and you know mm, throws rom- everything. Rom com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with that. I think I would say that some people who are really mature in their process actually know when they need to take that time. Mm. Yeah. Who is a, the guy who wrote the King's Speech? They embrace uh, it. They they embrace the interruption as opposed to looking at it as an interruption. Or they consciously choose it sometimes. Yeah. Like that or they don't even look at it as an interruption anymore. Yeah. Now it's just an integrated... Oh my gosh. Okay, I think we got it, Adam. Here it is. You ready? Mm-hmm. Integration. Maturation and is... is uh, it rhymes with integration? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. The, the more integrated I can be... You did. Good yeah. job, Shakespeare. <laughs> Where? What line is that from? Good job, Shakespeare. Is that from like Goodwill Hunting or something? Your um, your rhyming of maturation and integration. Oh, okay. okay. But tell me, okay, maturation is integration. I feel like when when I work in an integrated way, then that is one of the telltale signs of maturation. Okay. That because that's what Lisa or Lisa, put quotes around her name, was asking. So that begs the question. Oh, and just to. F- close the loop as they say in the corporate world 
I had a friend I was <laughs> who invited me very sweetly to a Laker game. One of my oldest, dearest friends. Uh-huh. And I didn't know if I could make it. And so I didn't get back to him for like a couple of weeks. And um, he... <laughs> I texted him like a few weeks later and I like, like 10 days before the game. I was like, Oh, I would so, so love to go, but I can't make it. Um, oh, that's good. Texted, I, I like texted, the conflict. He texted me back and he said, thanks for closing the loop on that. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. It's such a, yeah. Has someone done that by the way? Has someone done a dictionary of corporate speak? There must've been done, right? I, I, I have no idea. It's, that'd be a great thing to investigate. Yeah. Uh, what, what's that one that I I see in emails every once in a while? EOD, end of day. Yeah, I mean, I've I've thrown that in there occasionally when I'm feeling oh, sexy. Oh, I'm like, uh, yeah, oh. I'll get back to you, EOD. Yeah, I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's close the loop on that. I find it interesting that he still has like sort of some sort of emotional tethering to you around Laker game. That's what I find interesting. He's like, know. oh, is he or isn't he? Is he? You know, he still had I hope. I believe me, I don't think there was. He had hope. He had hope that you were going to say yes, and then at the uh, end you said no. I mean, I had hope I was going to say yes. Yeah, emotional. Yeah. That's emotional I, I, tethering. I love going to sports games with my friend Gregory, but uh, and he was like, he was holding on to hope, and then finally he was like, okay, it's a no, and <laughs> and he had to move to emotional acceptance. Yes. And his version of emotional acceptance is okay. Let's close that loop. Yeah, he, let's close that loop, and then <laughs> let's text one of the seventeen other people who want to go in my place. Sit and sit in the box. The box. Oh, he got a box seat. Yeah. Oh, you gave up big stuff. I know. I'm you sorry. know what I gave that up for that night? Yeah. Was to come shoot uh, our friend Hannah Smith at the Electric Lodge. No. I did. I gave up. I gave up box seats at the Laker game for that. Wow. That's how much I love Hannah Smith's writing and uh, this podcast. And your commitment to the work. The work. Yeah. I mean, that that in some ways was part of my maturation. I think maybe when I was 26, I would have been like, box seats at the Laker game. And then I was just like, no, this is more important. Like, I want to go wow. see Hannah, who Josh and I would worked with, perform her piece. Mm-hmm. I was interested. Like, that was the priority that night. Wow. Also, two weeks later, this same awesome friend uh, got us seats on the ice at the Kings game. <laughs> I was literally sitting next to the, like someone on the King's bench. It was weird. Are you serious? Yeah, they box him in so you can't talk to him. But yeah, I, yeah. I, knocked, I banged on the glass a few times. That's right, because you're, you're at a hockey game or a wrestling match <laughs> yeah. or whatever, boxing. That's so cool. Did you have a good time? I had a wonderful time. Yeah, I had a really good time. You know, sports are funny because hmm. I would say among the sports that I genuinely love, probably basketball is up there. Yeah. But a lot of the sports I just like there's something about the event of it and being with old friends. That's mm. what I really love about it. Mm. Relationship. It's a, you know, it's a, it's like a date. Yeah. Yeah. I also like that you like basketball because, you know, basketball is probably one of the, the more finessed sports. Oh, it's like dancing. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's, yeah. It's a, be- it's a beautiful sport. You know, Pele is famous calling soccer the beautiful sport, but I really think basketball is the beautiful sport. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. should, you know, were we, Trying to help, Lisa. <laughs> oh yeah, integration and maturation. You were yeah. making a point. Yeah, that that that's a I think. that's a sign of maturation. Which but what do you is, mean by integration? Where I can integrate, I can integrate different things within my process as an artist and as a human being, mm-hmm. and trust that it's all going to come together 
or I have experience that it comes together and that there's no more um, separation. Like in the beginning of my process, I might look at someone inviting me out to a Laker game as an interruption. But now I look at it as, oh, let me integrate that, see how I feel about it. And I can either say yes or no to the experience, but I'm not feeling it as a distraction. Say yes to the experience. You know where I wonder? So the answer to your question, Lisa, is when someone offers you tickets to the Laker game, <laughs> you go because that means you're a mature artist and you you go and then you write about the Laker game and then it's all part of your art because it's integrated. Right. And then you never have to choose again. Right. There's no more break. You, yeah. You're not making a line between... Everything is art. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you bring your guitar, you play that guitar at the Laker game, you draw at the Laker game, you do your interpretive dance from the stands. Or, you know, you sing the national anthem with your s- guitar because it's a sing-along. Yeah. 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 Like that. This has been Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam. I'm here with Joshua. Go to our Facebook page and our Instagram accounts, Notes on Your Notes, and like them, and you'll get updates from us. And uh, you can also rate us on the iTunes store. And you know what? Please send us a question. We love doing this. We really do. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Notes on your notes at Gmail. Send us a question you had. We'll be happy to get into it. Uh, could change your life creatively because you can get some wisdom. Uh, the sound on this show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and the editing is courtesy of me. We'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.